Corey, thanks for joining us here on uh, Radio Sport. First thing we need to do is offer you a huge congratulations. I'm guessing you're feeling reasonably proud of yourself. Yeah, thanks. Uh, decently happy. I mean, it's been a long time coming, so it was nice to um, you know, finally get the chance to, to go out and play professionally somewhere. Okay, so well, take me through the, the last three or four years since you left home. Was this always the major objective? Did you see... The, the college game leading to something like this? Yeah, definitely. That was definitely the end goal at the end of the uh, the four years of, of playing college was um, you know putting myself in a in a situation where I could you know get the opportunity to continue to play um, over in America. And so you know we did we did pretty well as a team at Xavier. So it kind of just led into that. Um, you know things just fell into place. Really, I got the opportunity at the uh, at the combine, and then you know Vancouver's you know given me an opportunity to continue on and. Uh, yeah, see what happens. How did the link to Xavier University first come up back in 2014? Was it something you sought? You had to sell yourself to them? Um, so Xavier came through the uh, Olay Football Academy um, in Wellington. Mainly James Prosser was his name. He uh, is from Cincinnati and um, you know, pretty much just talked to the coach from there and said that it uh, might well, he thought it might have been a good pre, uh, spot for me to end up, and uh, suited me pretty well. So and he kind of pushed that on me. I end, ended up committing, and then uh, you know just came over here, not really knowing what I was getting into. Jumped straight into preseason with with Xavier, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't really look back. So you go there with clear objectives uh, to get drafted, ultimately to become a professional, get an education. Uh, combine the both, the education and football. How did Z- Xavier University sort of? Uh, uh, fit the bill on that front over the years. Uh, yeah, it was good. Like the business school at Xavier's um, is really good. So I got a degree in marketing. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely a big thing as well. Especially my parents really wanted it to continue um, my education. So it was something that just like America and, and the college system ticked off in general. Um, but yeah, Xavier's as a small school, so it suited me a lot. Um, I enjoyed it. And then yeah, the conference at Xavier was really good. Um, so we got some some recognition nationally, and then I think that just helped like springboard me into things like the combine and uh, individual awards and stuff like that. How do you assess your own sort of evolution as a player over these last three or four years? Uh, I think I've kind of just grown into like the the centre back role. When I first came over here, I was uh, a little bit quiet, and um, you know I, could, I couldn't really project, and I didn't really understand exactly what I was meant to be doing, and, and what it was like to be at you know having to go out and uh, and get results every single day, because that's what we had to do at Xavier. You know, we had to go and win. So it was kind of like a professional uh, situation where if we were getting results and I wasn't playing well, then you know scholarships stuff like that can be taken away. So I think that just like you know it was a good transition getting into what professional soccer would be like. Um, but I think I definitely just grew up a little bit over the four years. It's been a it's been a long a long four years, but um, I'm glad it's you know finally coming to an end. Mm. I bet Corey Brown is our guest here on Radio Sport, freshly drafted uh, after a number of years playing at Xavier University in Cincinnati in 2014. I think he linked up there. The, la- the last couple of years you've been captain. You've obviously had a fair degree of responsibility. Uh, I think you've made conference sides as well. So you were you were feeling pretty good over the last couple of months that the draft would be the ultimate outcome? Yeah, I think we, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that too much during the season, Um you know, we made the final of our conference and stuff like that. So we're focused on that. And I think it, once the season ended, it kind of switched that it was, you know, becoming a bit of a reality that 
I needed to get invited to this. Otherwise, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to end up doing. So there was a there was a couple of weeks there for a little bit where I wasn't too sure, and then you know they finally released the list, and I was I was on it. So it was a bit of a relief, and then you know just kind of took its time coming around. It was a uh, a long a long few weeks actually waiting for it to uh, to come, but yeah, it was it was pretty exciting, and yeah. How do they break the news to you? Do you get a letter, an email? How do you know you've been invited to the combine? Yeah, just just got an email from the, uh, I guess, the MLS people, um, the player administration, just you know, sent out a, an invitation letter to all of us, and we just had to, um, you know, do some medical forms, um, make sure we didn't have any heart problems, and you know, we we're all we we're all healthy to go, and then we just sent it back, and then we we're they sent us our tickets down to Orlando, and yeah, that was it. At that point, Corey, are you celebrating, or is it literally okay? Well, the work actually starts now. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I celebrated. I think it was more. Um, you know, I talked to some some mentors and coaches and and um, stuff like that. And you know what? You know, asked them what they thought would be the best thing for me to work on up until that point, and that was pretty much what I did. You know, trained by myself for a lot of it. Um, you know, went out with a couple of mates that were over here, just out on the field, just trying to get some work in. But yeah, I think it was a little bit more of a, a training than than celebrating. Uh, the US uh, North American sports tend to do things their own way, and, what, and one of those uh, things certainly is the combine. I think the New Zealand audience will understand that the NFL combine is a massive deal. It's televised. It's it's huge. So you get there. What walk us through how it actually works and what you are put through uh, at the combine. Indeed, at the combine. At the combine. Yeah. Um, so we just got there on the first day. They pay for all our tickets and stuff. Um, just got to the hotel in Orlando. I think we had a, you know, we were split up into teams. Um, you know, had some meetings, all that kind of stuff. And then um, the next day, we went through like physical testing, um, jumping, sprinting, like agility test. And then I uh, had a little training session with our with our team that we we're put in. And uh, then we had three games over the course of I think five or six days after that. Um, so just three 80-minute uh, games, so they're a little bit shorter than usual. But, um, yeah, that was it, really. We just we just played with, you know, a bunch of people that we've never met and coaches we've never met. And uh, so it was, it was a little bit interesting. It was definitely a different experience and something that I would say is, you know, very American. I don't think many people really have been or heard of a combine up until, you know, I was, I was a part of it. I didn't really know what it was going to be like. I bet it was strange and hard to get your head around, sort of like trialling for junior teams at under 12, but on a far more, um, you know, elaborate and important scale, knowing that there's going to be a professional contract if all going well. So you walk off the field after those practice games. How did you feel about your performances and where you sat in the in the scheme of things? Um, yeah, I thought I did pretty well. It was, it was um yeah, I mean, it was tough because, you know, like I said, you never met these people before and, and everyone's trying to showcase themselves. Um, I think I was kind of lucky that my team was, we were very much like we wanted to play well as a team, not individually. So I think I got quite lucky with that, that we, we weren't, yeah, we weren't individuals really, which was good. Um, yeah, after the last game, it was still a little bit of a question mark because um, obviously I'm an international over here. So I take up an international spot. So it means it's a little bit more difficult for me to get picked up early on. Um, which, which is what didn't happen anyway. I ended up getting in the third round, so that's not like a guaranteed contract. It's a, it's an opportunity, and then, I mean that's all I was really looking for was a chance, and you know ended, ended up coming around. 
So draft day itself, what is it like? Is it shrouded in secrecy? Had any of the franchises sort of reached out saying, oh, you're in the mix here, or are you left cold and exposed just waiting to hear your name called? Yeah, so I didn't I didn't actually go up to the draft. Uh, I just stayed in, in Cincinnati. Um, just that was because I wasn't overly sure if I was going to go in the first two rounds. Um, so the first two was like when they, they stream it online and, you know, everyone gets up and does their speech and stuff like that. So like that would, I mean, I'm sure that was probably pretty exciting for the people who got drafted at, at that point. But, um, yeah, no, nah, they didn't, no one really knows what's going on because, you know, they've all got their tactics and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm sure that the guys who went in the top 10 or something like that would probably pretty sure on where they were going. But I think everyone after that point was kind of just, uh, you know, waiting around for the teams that, they'd been in contact with the most and were, you know, fingers crossed, hoping for the best. And as you as you point out, uh, being a foreign player, does actually count against players uh, like y- yourself. So when Vancouver call your name, what's your reaction? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't, you know, the, the third rounds were like a conference call, so I wasn't on that. Um, I was just following along on... Uh, on whatever the tracker site they were putting it on. And uh, it was, like, really delayed. So I actually didn't even know I'd been drafted until um, yeah, one of the representatives from Vancouver called me and just said, yeah, have you been watching? I said, yeah, I've been trying to, but it's a bit slow. And he's like, oh, well, we drafted you. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, sweet, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, typical Kiwi response. Thanks, mate. Good, let's get to work, yeah. is it? Let, let's yeah. get to work. So, so how does that work start? Do, do they immediately organise, travel up, when do you link up with the franchise and, you know, walk us through that process as you embark on uh, what you hope is a long professional career. Yeah, so right now I'm just trying to figure that out um, with with my representatives and them and um, I'd imagine it would be at the end of the week. I'll either go up, up to Vancouver or I'll go to, um, it's called Fresno FC. Uh, it's like their affiliated team and um, it's called the USL, so the pretty much the second division in um, America. So um, I would imagine that that's where I will end up for my, well, hopefully for my, only my first year. Um, you know, just as a rookie, it'll be, you know, a bit difficult, especially being international, to walk straight into a, to an MLS side and, you know, make the roster. So, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty prepared to just end, to be playing there in our Fresno and, and it's called the USL. So yeah, I think that's, that's probably what's going to happen within the next week or so. And uh, ideally, you finish up with Vancouver. What do you know of the franchise? From my vantage point, we know MLS has grown exponentially over the last generation or so, but uh, the Canadian franchises have massive passion around them, very well supported. Uh, Vancouver, tell us about that franchise, the city. What do you exactly know of them? Um, I feel like they're pretty like forward-thinking. Um, yeah, it sounds like their fan base is pretty large. Um, I know they've had a lot of Kiwis go through there. I think about four or five, maybe, maybe even six. Um, so I think you know, from what it sounds like, they're pretty. They work pretty well with um, you know all their their academies up through the team that I'll be playing with, most likely up to the first team. They're kind of all on the same page. So I think that's kind of the best. What I was looking for, the best situation was a team that was going to work with. The younger guys and like not afraid to bring them up and it you know it sounds like that's that's pretty much what they're about. Corey, a bit of self analysis here. How would you judge yourself as a footballer and the obvious areas you want to work on as we wrap this up? Uh, I think just you know there's always you know it's, it's different getting that experience at the professional level. You know everything is uh, is a bit quicker and you know everyone's they've all got that little bit more experience. Everything's a bit sharper. So I think for me it's just going to be you know how I transition from college into professional football. Um, yeah, making sure I, I don't you know let the team down and 
break things up, which I'm sure I won't. Um, but yeah, I think it's just going to be a little bit of adjusting from that. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just excited to get going and you know see see how it go. Well, there's plenty of uh, other Kiwis uh, floating around in the North American uh, scene. We look forward to, uh, to following not only their uh, efforts over the coming season, but your progression for what we hope is a, is a long career. Congratulations again, and thanks for joining us on Radio Sport. Yeah, thank you. No worries.